beautiful. Um, well, we are, we've been doing this series all year called uh, Storyline. And what we've been doing is we've been looking at this common thread that runs from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, of this common thread that points us to Jesus. And, and the reason why we're doing this series, we're taking this 30,000 foot view of the Bible, so we're skipping a lot, but we're trying to hit the main points, is uh, to, to help raise all of our biblical literacy so that uh, we know the life, we know God better, but we also know the life that Jesus is calling us to, to follow him. And this morning at the end of our time is such, such a picture of the life that he's calling us to, uh, is just to be walking step with him. And so we're in the New Testament portion of our series, and uh, we are going to uh, talk about this morning what happens when our plans and God's plans don't sync up, okay? What happens when our agenda and God's agenda are different? What happens when what we want, what God wants are don't match? And what happens when our view and God's view are at odds, okay? So just kind of help us, you know, realize, you know, who's in the room here. Um, how many of you would consider yourself a control freak? Okay, anyone? Okay, maybe, maybe I need to ask this question better. How many of you are here with a control freak? Raise your hand. Okay, there we go, there we go. Um, I mean, any, anybody always have to call the shots, okay? Anybody always have to pick the restaurant? Anyone always have to drive? Yeah, consider this an intervention, okay? You just thought you were coming to a baptism service today, you know? Um, but what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to eavesdrop on this conversation that Jesus has with Peter, who's one of his disciples. And uh, what we're going to see today is that, that God is calling you and I to live a life of trust and not control. That he's calling you and I to live a life to trust him instead of trying to control our own lives. And you know what, what's happening today is in this story... Uh, Jesus is following his father's plan and has his father's plan in mind. Peter has his own plan in mind. And Peter realizes, whoa, 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 we're on two different uh, fields here. We're on two different agendas. And these two agendas begin to collide. Peter freaks out and he tries to control things. And so we're gonna be in Matthew chapter 16 this morning. If you brought your Bibles, if not, we're gonna put it on the screen for you. You can pull it up on your phone. But Matthew chapter 16 is where we're gonna be this morning as we talk about the life of trust that our heavenly father is calling us to live. So starting in verse 21, Matthew writes, from that time on, and let's pause right there because this is what he's referring to. He's referring to the conversation that happened right before this. And he's referring to this conversation Jesus has with his disciples. And Jesus asks his disciples, hey, who do people say I am? In other words, what's the word on the street about me? And, and the disciples, some of the disciples says, oh, well, some people think you're, you know, crazy John the Baptist. Uh, other people say you're one of the Old Testament prophets that, that has come back. And then Jesus turns the question around and he asks the disciples, and he really is asking us, is who do you say 
that I am. And Peter makes this incredible statement and he says, you are the Christ, you're the Messiah. And the Messiah was the one that God had promised to send to the people of Israel to rescue them, to redeem them. And, uh, and, and Peter goes on, he says, and not only are you the Messiah, but you're also, you're the son of God, meaning that you are divine, that you are God himself. And uh, Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. And he wasn't referring to Peter being the rock. He was referring to Peter's statement of truth being the rock. And that's what he was going to build his church on, that Jesus is the Christ. He is our Savior. So from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the elders and chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So Jesus, he's talking about crucifixion and he's talking about resurrection. Now, coincidentally, uh, that's where we're going to be for the next two weeks. I mean, you've heard of Christmas in July. Well, the next two weeks around here is Easter in October, Okay. And uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about. And, and Jesus has been saying these kind of things to the disciples, but the disciples are like, we're not listening, we're not listening, we're not listening. And, um, and even though Jesus has been saying this, the disciples are getting a little freaked out. They're getting a little worried because that wasn't the plan. That's not what they signed up for. That's not how things are supposed to go down. And look at verse 23, 22, I mean. It says, Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said in his best theatrical accent. This shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are, stu- you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So Peter has the audacity to pull Jesus aside, the creator of the universe, the savior of the world, and tell him what's up. Peter says, whoa, 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 Jesus, here, walk with me, would you? Walk with me. Now step into my office here. Um, Jesus, um, what you're saying really doesn't line up with what we're thinking, okay? That's not what we're really signed up for. What you're saying is completely different from what we want to happen. These are two totally different plans we're talking about. Now, you and I, we do the same thing, okay? Uh, We tell God, hey, God, I have my plan. Don't screw it up, right? I mean, we all have our plan to live relatively easy lives, right? Our plan is to have two or three kids, and then we realize we wanted an easy life, and we forfeited that. Uh, we, we, We want to have no medical issues our entire lives. We want to make, have a job that makes six figures, but then we realize that's not enough with the two or three kids that we have. Uh, we, we, we want a plan. We want a life that is relatively easy. And, uh, and then when things don't go according to plan, you and I tend to freak out. And when we freak out, we have a tendency to try to take control. And the reason why we take control is because we think we know what's best. And this is what's happening to Peter. He is freaking out because Peter's mind, Peter's plan was to continue to do ministry with Jesus, to continue to go from town to town, teaching and preaching, doing miracles, being the toast of the town. Everybody wants to be around you. People are asking for autographs. And then Peter starts to hear something that doesn't compute, that doesn't line up with what he wants his life to be. And he freaks out. 
In John chapter 18, we really see Peter freak out because uh, uh, Jesus is praying in the garden. These, these soldiers come to arrest Jesus. And, and Peter's like, never will this happen. And he cuts off a guy's ear. And, and later in, the, uh, uh, in that chapter, Peter denies knowing Jesus three times. In fact, the third time he says, listen, I've never even heard of the guy. So Peter is freaking out because Peter's plan, like our plans most of the time, is to stay safe. And when that's threatened, we freak out. Now let's move this a little bit closer to home, okay? Let's take it out of the 2,000 years ago and put it right here in 2023. Because all of us, we struggle at some point with fear and anxiety. And they're to, to some level, okay? Maybe for some of us, it's, it's the fear of failure. And this just drives us because we, we, we had the fear that, fear that we won't be successful, that we won't be important, that we won't be influential. And so this just drives us to be this, this workaholic because underneath, uh, we have our focus, our vision set on this position or this promotion or this salary. And, and we don't want anything to get in our way. And, 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 and so it controls us. Some of us have the fear of rejection, that we want everyone to like us, right? And, and we only thought peer pressure ended in high school. And so we want everybody to think we're cool and everybody to think that, you know, we got it together and, and we don't want... Any, we don't want to lose any relationships. We want everybody's approval. We want everybody's acceptance. And that causes us to do things and buy things and say things that we have no business doing, buying, or saying because of peer pressure. Some of us have a fear of intimacy. And, and, and somebody hurt us one time and we swore to ourselves, we will never hurt like that. Again, And so right now we live, we keep everybody at arm's length. Nobody's ever getting that close to me and we just build up walls. Some of us have the fear of death because we don't really know. How can I really know what happens after I die? So when we feel threatened, when we feel out of control, we tend to think we have to take control. And Peter, he hears something that, that doesn't quite line up with his plan. And so things are spinning out of control. So he feels like he has to take control. But Jesus offers Peter and he offers you and I a different perspective. Verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me, we'll find it. So what is Jesus saying? Deny himself. What does that mean? Well, that means that we allow Jesus to claim authority over us. To deny ourselves means that we surrender the right to claim authority. We surrender the right to determine what's right or what's wrong. We surrender the right to determine what's true and what's not true. And we allow the authority of Jesus to be the highest authority in our lives. That's what it means to deny ourselves. Take up, Jesus says you have to take up your cross daily. In other words, we pledge our allegiance to Jesus. And that's kind of what baptism is like. It's going public and pledging our allegiance to Jesus. He said, and you must follow me. In other words, we need to mimic Jesus. That we need to, we need to 
Love like Jesus, serve like Jesus, give like Jesus, forgive like Jesus. In other words, that our lives, we follow Jesus so closely. We talked about this, that the word uh, for disciple is methetes in the Greek. And there's this word picture that, that a student would follow their teacher so closely that they'd be literally covered with the sand of their sandals. And that we mimic Jesus and identify ourselves so closely with Jesus that our lives become his life and his life, our life. And he says, if anyone wants to save his life, they'll lose it. In other words, if anybody wants to try to be good enough or religious enough to try to tip the scale our way so God will say, y'all, come on in, they'll lose their life. But whoever surrenders their life to me, whoever says, you know, I'm not good enough. And Jesus, you came to live the life I can't live and die the death that I deserve. And I'm, I'm putting my faith, my trust, my confidence in what you've already done for me through your life, death, and resurrection. Forgive me, save me, make me yours. Whoever loses their life will save it. They'll save their souls that way. Now, so Jesus says, let's surrender our control. And let's trust our heavenly father because he knows what's best anyway. And let's embrace the cross. And as the band comes, and I just want to talk about the cross just for one minute because the cross screams out a few things for us. And I hope you'll jot these down or remember these. Um, But the cross screams out that we don't have to get our own forgiveness In other words, forgiveness is something that is not that we earn. It's something that we receive as a gift. That is a free gift of grace from our heavenly father when we put our faith in Jesus. That the cross screams out that we don't have to work for our salvation. Because that being a Christian is about what God has done for us through Jesus. Not what we can do for God. That the cross screams out that we don't have to wonder if we're valuable to God. Because the value of an object is set by how much somebody is willing to pay for it. And Jesus was willing to pay for us with his blood, with his life, which says that we are that valuable to our heavenly father. The cross screams out that we don't have to wonder what life is all about, that following Jesus gives us meaning and it gives us purpose and it gives us something that's bigger than us to pursue. That the cross screams out that we don't have to wonder how much God loves us, i.e. see the cross. And the last thing is that we don't have to worry about what happens to us after we die. Because Jesus says that he has gone to prepare a place for us who have put their faith in him and that we will be with him forever in a place where there's no more sickness, no more disease, no more hatred, no more poverty, no more goodbyes is what the cross says. And that's what we're here celebrating today. And so there's gonna come a day when life doesn't go according to plan and we're gonna be tempted to take matters into our own hands and try to control it. But perhaps we would pause long enough and remember that God knows what's best for us and he can be trusted. And if we don't remember that, let's at least look at the cross and remember everything that God has done for us because he loves us that much. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for... uh, for the cross and for who you are and for what you've done for us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And we celebrate that today. And we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand and let's worship.